Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. When we first started doing these calls, they were way different than what they are now. And I actually had somebody ask me a couple of weeks ago how long I've been doing these for. I was serving with her at an event at my church and she was telling me how she's been wanting to start a podcast or some sort of video recordings and trainings. She's super passionate about helping women specifically with mental health and breaking the stigma and just sharing truth and spreading awareness. And she's like, that's so cool that you have a podcast. Like, How long have you been doing this for? And I was like, well, I've been doing this for a few years, but the podcast now is totally different than what it used to be. And I originally started getting on Zoom in the mornings to motivate my sales team that I had. And we would get on in the morning and I would motivate them and get them all excited and tell them how to do their job that day. So we were in direct sales. And so I'd say, here's my plan. This is what I'm going to do. And that's kind of how it started. And then the, we, we were really focused on helping people with skills and then we realized that it really isn't so much the skill, it's the mental stamina that you need in order to be able to do something big. You need to be hyped up mentally in order to achieve your goals, in order to run towards what you wanted. And we all thought that we wanted to be top earners in a sales company. And the more and more we got on the calls and talked about our goals and our dreams and our passions, we would really spend more time talking about everything else besides sales. And the calls eventually just turned into like mindset calls. And we're like, let's talk skills later. Let's talk strategy later when it comes to sales and marketing. Let's just talk mindset. And then the closer I grew to God, the more I started bringing God into the mix. So when I first started these, I didn't even mention God's name ever, never, ever, ever. And I had a lot of people who weren't even Christians that were getting on. And I was always so scared to turn them away by my faith. And the more I relied on God to pull me out of this mental pit that I was in, the more I couldn't keep my mouth shut because God was the one who helped me. So I had all these women that were like, please help me. I'm struggling so bad. My mental health is just deteriorating. I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm failing. I'm so unequipped. I'm so miserable in my life. And I couldn't tell them anything else besides Jesus. I'm like, I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but this is what has helped me. And so I lost a lot of people along the way but I gained a lot of people along the way. And that's really what happens when you define who you're going to be, what you're going to do. A lot of people won't understand and a lot of people will. And the goal is to find your people, 
you're going to lose people along the way. And if you're building something online, like social media, you're building a brand, you're trying to get the word out there, grow your presence or something online, you'll see that you lose followers every day. Like some days I lose more followers than I gain. And that's a good thing because it shows that people aren't feeling connected to me and those people are leaving and it's allowing more room and space for my people to come in. So if you feel like God is stripping things away from you right now, stripping people away from you or followers or plans or churches or groups of people or whatever it is where you feel like God is just shedding this from you, there is a purpose and there is a reason he is guiding you and he is directing you. And I just finished my book as you guys, I'm sure have seen. So yes, I can't even believe it. Like I literally still feel like I'm dreaming. I wake up the last two days I woke up since it's been done. I'm like, my book is actually done. Like, it's actually like, I'm like, this is actually happening. I'm really doing this. I'm going to have a book because for so long, it was just this dream I had. And then I was faking it until I made it. And I was like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to be an author. And I sounded so confident. And I would say, I'm going to write a book and God has this plan for me. But I felt like I kept saying it over and over and over because I wanted it to sink in and like fully believe that I could write a book. and. I have learned so much along this way, and this is really what I want to talk to you all about today, because I think when we look at other people who are achieving success, we think it's way different than how it looks for us to achieve success. Like when somebody makes it, like, let's look at, I was just watching the movie last night with my son, Jobs, all about Steve Jobs. It's on Netflix. Very cool. I love documentaries. I love biographies. I love hearing how people rose to the spot that they're at and the behind the scenes. And I'm really interested in that. So I'm watching this movie and I think it's so interesting that Steve Jobs dropped out of college, went and traveled the world for a while just to be inspired and then came back. And he has a scene in the movie where he's like, I realized I just can't work for anybody else. I, I just can't. I need the freedom. I, I need to be able to do my own thing. I can't be someone's employee. I have to just work on my own. And he's feeling like that's such a negative trait that he has. Like, why don't I fit in? Why can't I just work for these organizations? Why do I keep butting heads with all the CEOs? Why do I keep losing these jobs? Why is this not working? And and he's looking at a gift that God gave him, but instead he's looking at it from a negative perspective of why am I not like everybody else? And so one of the things that I learned while going through the motions to achieve success in writing a book and hosting a successful podcast and launching my clothing line, which will happen in the next week or two. I, I one thing that I learned is that well, there's a lot of things that I learned, but one of the biggest things that I learned is that you just have to get started. You have to do the next thing. Like what is the next thing that you need to do in order to move you into the direction that you want to go in? Because chances are that the direction you're thinking of right now in your head is not even 
where you're going to end up. It's just a stepping stone to get you to the next step. And so many people don't ever chase their dreams because they don't know the next 10 steps. And this happens all the time. When I coach people, almost 100% of the people that I coach struggle with this. Where they're like, I really do want to host a podcast. And I have a client right now who is from the very beginning when I talked to her, she's like, I could totally see myself hosting a podcast. And I said, okay, great. And she's like, I actually already have a few topics that I would talk about. Okay, great. And then, you know, we're, we're talking on the calls and we're building her brand and we're, we're working together and things. And then I tell her, I'm like, are you ready to start this podcast? She's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like there's a lot to do. I'm like, really? There's not. The first step is to write out the notes of the first recording you're going to make. That's it. That's the first step. So do you want to have a podcast or not? And if you don't know, if you're like, I think I might want to do this. Like, I think I might want to write a book. I think I might want to do something because we, we tend to overanalyze and overthink. And is this God or is this not? Is this the devil? Is this my flesh? Is this the world? Is this the culture? Like, you know, we overthink and we're like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Or is this not? Are you sure God, please just give me a sign. And we're all just like waiting to see, but just do the next step and see and write out the notes. Or if you want to write a book, write out the title of the book or write out a rough outline of what the chapters would be about. Just start. And then maybe you do that and you're like, yeah, I really don't want to do this. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. I guarantee you, if you decide that you don't want to do what you thought you did, it's not that you're just, I don't want to do anything. It's that it's inspired you to do something different. So some people, for instance, would be like, I think I want to write a book and you sit down and you try to do the outline and you're like, I hate writing. I'm not good at writing. This is hard for me to get this information out. I would love to just record videos and record some videos and start recording videos. Or maybe you sit down to record a video and you're like, I hate recording videos. I'm just going to record a podcast. So it's just audio. You're not going to be like, no, I think I'm just going to lay in my bed and watch Netflix forever. Like you're going to be inspired to do it differently. And that's good because you're figuring out what works for you. So when I'm watching these documentaries and learning about people and hearing about their life, you know, every single person who has achieved success has the same similar story. And I'm talking about people who've like genuinely achieved success, uh, not necessarily people that were just born into it. Um, a lot of people are born into wealth, born into fame, born into a family business that they're given. And not, I'm not saying that those people don't work hard because they do. And you might be someone that inherited something from your family and it's still hard and you still have to overcome and you still have to work. But all the people that are self-made, I like to really empower and inspire the self-made person because we're kind of just feeling like. I'm not like them. I like they can write a book. I can't. I'm like a nobody. Obviously, we know we're somebody to Christ and we we are chosen and anointed and special and set apart. But when we're looking at the world, we're like, no, they can do that, but I I could not. I don't have the influence. I don't have the skill set. I don't have the ideas, the creativity, 
the, and we have all of these things that we're not, that we like to talk about, but really we're all the same. None of us have a clue what we're doing. None of us feel successful. Every single one of us feels like we're failing and it's hard every single step of the way. And the biggest one is all of us feel like we're unequipped. We're not capable of doing this. And we have no idea which way we want to go with something. So I had someone reach out to me yesterday after seeing my post about my book uh, being finished. And she said, this is so amazing that you wrote a book. I have always wanted to write a book. My whole life, I've been journaling since I was in fifth grade. And all I've ever thought about was being a published author. I said, well, then why aren't you? She's like, I could not. I could not do that. I'm like, why not? Like you can write, right? Like you, you can write. So why couldn't you be an author? She's like, that's just, I don't know. That's just not for people like me. What are people like you supposed to do? Like every single person who has become an author was a nobody who didn't really have anything. Like, if you really think about that, like a lot of these people that have published books were just normal people living in small towns that had something that they wanted to share. Same with people starting podcasts or clothing brands or courses or coaching or whatever it is that you're doing. Even just, I want to, I want to get a promotion. I want to get a raise. I want to be the best person in my field. I want to have this job and be elevated and and be this leader in my company. And you can absolutely do it. You don't have to know the whole plan, all the 10 steps. You just literally need to sit down and think, what is the very next thing that I'm going to do? And you might not know what that is. So a lot of us do know. We say we don't know, but we actually do. And if you sat in silence for 10 minutes and you prayed and you asked God, God, tell me what to do next. Lead me guide me. What is the very next thing that I need to do? And you sat there in silence and you listened. Most of us would be able to write something down. At least one step. That's all you need is one step. One step. And your first step could be something like call someone, send an email, put it on your schedule, have a conversation with your spouse. Like the first step isn't record all the course videos and publish them. Like, no, that is not the first step. That is a lot of steps. So a lot of us do know what we're doing next. Some of us don't. And another woman I spoke to yesterday did not know what to do. And as she was texting me, I was thinking, this is the reality of so many people. And here she feels so alone and messed up in a failure because she doesn't know this answer. But this is something I struggled with for years and years and years. This is where this whole brand was birthed out of was this pain of not knowing who I was, where I would be, what was I supposed to do? What is my purpose here? And I just struggled. So she said to me, she was like, um, I'm actually going to pull this up because I want to read. Um, I want to, I want to read. She said, I feel like I don't truly know what I want and I just wish I knew what God's plan was and what he wants for my life because he knows it perfectly. 
but fasting and getting back in the word is the goal since I have definitely shielded away from reading the word and soaking it in. I feel like I often take the easy way out when I have so much potential. I always wanted to start a women's health business, but since things haven't ever lined up great, I started to wonder if maybe it's not the time or it's not part of my story. So I'm trying to dig into what I feel peace with since I've never felt super at peace with that path. I'm probably reading too much into it. And that's, we definitely read too much into it where we're like, well, that never worked out. So maybe God didn't want that to work out, but maybe I didn't try hard enough. And maybe I tried it too hard. Maybe I'm trying to force something. Okay, God, what, if I'm not supposed to do this, then what am I supposed to do? She's in a job right now where she feels is a total dead end. She said, she started talking to me with my job and this is so hard and I don't like it here, but maybe I should stay. Maybe I haven't given it a chance. And she started by saying how miserable she was. And then she's like, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe it's okay. And I asked her, I said, so deep, deep, deep down in your soul, do you feel like you're supposed to be at the company you're supposed to be at? Like your initial gut is, what do you think? And she's like, oh no. Okay, then you need to leave. Like the next step is put in your two weeks. Most people would not do that. They're like, I'm not ready for that. Or most people would think, well, I don't have another job lined up. So I'm not going to put in my two weeks, but you know what happens when you put in your two weeks is you make it up in your mind. I'm leaving in two weeks. So all of your actions start to change because you have two weeks to find out what you're going to do to find another job. And if you can rely on God, and if you feel like God is telling me to leave this career, God is saying, this is not my career. And maybe you have the sense of, I need to leave the career, but not yet. Like I'm going to leave eventually, but I don't feel like I need to leave right now. Then that's different. But I'm talking about if you're someone who's just so miserable where you are and it's because where you work is where you are the majority of your day and you're at work eight hours a day and then you're at home a couple hours. So if you're miserable at your job, you're going to be miserable everywhere. It's going to flow into your whole life. You're going to go home. You're going to be miserable with your spouse, with your family, with, with your health, your mental health. You're probably not going to be super motivated for like all of your health goals and things like that. I mean, it really is going to deteriorate this. I guarantee you, you're going to have some sort of, uh, some sort of addiction or some sort of coping mechanism at this point. I've seen this happen I mean, with every single person. I can, I have so many people that just came to mind that are in this situation right now. And it's like, your problem isn't your drinking. Your problem is that you're absolutely miserable at your job and you have no purpose. And so it's causing you to drink. It's triggering you to drink because when you come home, you're so miserable and you just need to change your mind and you need to turn it off. You need to numb the pain. So you drink. Well, you're being triggered because you you don't feel any purpose and we have to feel purpose in our life. As humans, we have to feel this purpose in our lives. Like we do. If you feel no purpose, you have, I mean, you have no purpose. You're, you're walking around like just, I don't like, you're just walking around like a zombie. I love that Disney movie soul um, that talks about, if you haven't seen it, you need to go and watch it. It is like the best movie I've ever seen. Disney movie. It's so good. Go and watch it. But you see all of these souls that are trapped. And it's like, oh, look, that's a trapped soul. 
and they're like in this valley and you can't really hear them and they're like covered in this like mud stuff and like you just hear like a muffled like like sounds like you can't hear what they're saying and then he's like oh look that's a tra- another trapped soul his body is actually in a high stress sales environment and then it like flashes to the guy and he's like at a desk and he's like typing and he's and it's like oh look he's a lost soul and it's just it's so spot on where like this is exactly what's happening in the world is we're all reaching for the worldly things that we think are going to fulfill us like I need to make money I need to have fame I need to have influence I need to be pretty. I need to be thinner. I need to be all of these things that the world is telling us we need to be, but really what you need to be is fulfilled. You have to have purpose because the reason why you feel like if you haven't found your purpose, the reason why you feel so empty and so lost and you feel so like, like stressed because you need to find your passion. Like, what is it? What should I do? I need to figure this out. It's because you were created for that very purpose. So nothing else is going to satisfy you. The only thing that's going to satisfy you is Jesus is linking with him and finding your purpose here on the earth because you have an assignment. Every single one of us has an assignment. And the scripture says that we're called to turn our lives over to Christ and then go and make disciples, go and teach people, go and use your skills and your gifts to further the kingdom. And that's what we're instructed to do. So if you're feeling like, I just feel like I'm um, like my favorite quote that I always used to say is you weren't born to just pay bills and die. You know, a lot of us feel like that's literally what we're doing. I wake up, I do all my stuff. I go to work, I come home, do more stuff, fall asleep, wake up, do stuff, go to work, do the rest of my stuff, come home, go to sleep. And it's like, you weren't created to just be that person that you're just going to work and pay bills and work and pay bills and work and pay bills. And then one day you die. Like, okay, (laughs) what a life, you know? And you've even heard people say like when they're on their deathbed, that so many times people have said, I wish I would have taken more chances. I wish I would have done those things that I always wanted to do. I wish I didn't care so much about money and success. I wish I cared about the things that really mattered. And I want you to know that no matter what you're trying to create and do, you're not going to feel like you know what to do. You're going to be confused. And what I told this girl um, when I messaged her and I responded back to her, I said, actually, I sent some screenshots Um, I sent a screenshot of, um, Steve jobs, Wikipedia page that said all of his different jobs that he's had. And then I sent her a screenshot of Jeff Bezos jobs that he's had and what he did. And I said, everyone hops around. She, she said she, she feels like she doesn't want to quit her job because she just keeps quitting jobs. And she's known, she's becoming known as a job hopper. 
And she's like, I feel so unsuccessful because here I am. I should know what I'm doing. I should know my purpose in my life. And I just keep quitting and jumping from thing to thing to thing. And, and so that's how she feels is, you know, I'm, I don't want to quit because I care what people think. I care what people, and so I sent her all these screenshots. I said, most people hop around, most of them. And then I said, most successful people who change the world go from thing to thing. Also, I always think about Amazon because it started as an online book library. And now it is so much more than that. The world makes it seem like changing something very often is bad or lazy, but it's actually brilliant. Don't let the opinions of anyone stop you. If you are not where you feel in your soul, you are meant to be. It's because you have not arrived yet. Submit your life to God and grow closer to him, spending time with him every day in prayer and journaling and asking the spirit to guide you. You're not like everyone else. I, I, it took a long time to learn that, but now that I have, I have a lot of pride in that good pride. And I'm glad that I don't fit in because I'm not like everybody else. And I've never been like everybody else. I was the person who had 25 jobs by the time she was 19. I would do something. Nope. Don't like it. Leave do something. Nope. Don't like it. Leave do something. Don't like it. Leave. I wasn't like, well, I should give it two years. And I, and everyone was like, you're crazy. I can't believe how many jobs you've had. Okay. But I knew that I was, I knew I was made for something more and every single job that I took or every single path that I went down equipped me and taught me something that helped me to become the person I am today. So I'm glad that I didn't just find my path and start a podcast 10 years ago because I needed to get some wisdom. I needed to learn some things. And although we feel like I'm stuck in this spot with God where I don't know what to do, if God could just tell me, if he could just make the bush in my yard start burning and just tell me the truth, like Taryn over here, this is what you're supposed to do. Here's the next step. Like we want that, but I bet if you heard that, you still wouldn't do it. Like, honestly, you would hear it and you would still be like, I'm scared. I mean, think of Moses. He literally heard God's voice in a burning bush. That was like, go tell the Pharaoh to let my people go. And he's like, God, I don't, I don't know. I, do you know that I can't really speak well? Do you know that I'm kind of a coward? I'm. I can't, I can't do this. I can't lead all these people. I think maybe you're thinking of someone else. Maybe you appeared at the wrong bush to the wrong person in the desert. Like he still was questioning God and look at, I mean, there's so many people in the Bible that we can look at that questioned God and didn't listen. Even when he appeared to them and spoke right to them. I mean, Jonah, like we all know he ends up in a whale because he didn't go to Nineveh. Like he was supposed to. And he's scared and he tries to get on a boat and go the opposite direction. And they realize that the storm is there because of his disobedience to God. So he's like, throw me overboard and the storm will stop and you guys will be fine. So he throws him overboard thinking like, okay, I'm going to just throw me overboard and kill me. Cause I don't want to go to Nineveh. That's kind of how I feel like, okay, just end my life because I don't want to do what God wants me to do. I'm scared. I don't feel like I can do it. Throw me overboard. And God still is like, oh, I'm going to swallow you with a whale. And I'm going to wait until you change your mind. And then I'm going to spit you out on the shores of Nineveh. Like, I mean, we, everyone was scared of what God was saying to him. Not everyone, most of them. 
And so we're, we're all the same. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I want to portray when I was writing my book and when I was really deep in the chapters, thinking about who this person was, who would be reading this book. The number one thing that I want people to get from my book is that they're not alone. That's literally the only thing I care about is you're not alone. You feel like you're alone, whether you're in the deepest pit of the valley or you are on the peak and you're like, things are really great right now. And I feel really, really, really good, but I still don't know which direction to go. I'm still not sure what to do. I'm still not sure about what this situation and what's about this one. And, you know, like everything, like you're still, everyone feels like that. Every single step of the way that I was writing my book, I felt like I'm such a phony. Who am I kidding that I'm writing this book? You know, imposter syndrome was so strong the whole time. Every single time that I go to record a podcast, I feel the exact same way. Like, who am I kidding? I'm like getting on a podcast, like recording this, like people are going to listen. People are listening. People will buy my book. People will buy your book. Even if you're a nobody, people will listen to what you have to say. They will follow you. They will, they will benefit from what you're offering and what you're giving. And the best thing that you can do if you're someone who feels like I just want to know my purpose and I don't know what it is, is start with prayer, of course. And if you feel like God is leading you to it, then go and get my course on finding your purpose. It's what I created it for. Because as I was like, okay, I'm going to motivate people to, to run towards their purpose. The majority of people that I was talking to, they were like, okay, Taryn, I, I get that. And I want to run towards my purpose, but can you tell me what my purpose is, please? Because I don't know what that is yet. And that's why I created the course is because I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. It took me so long to find my purpose. I thought my purpose was in sales for so long. I'm like sales and marketing. This is me. This is who I'm going to be. I'm going to create this business. I'm going to have this team. This is what it's going to be. There were tons of things I loved, loved, loved about that, but there were tons of things that I didn't love. And when I realized my purpose was speaking life into other people and motivating and inspiring people, that's all I wanted to do was be a speaker. And I wanted to do it through publishing books and podcasts. And all I wanted to do was speak life and motivate God's people. I realized that for so long, the biggest thing that weighed me down was that I didn't know what my purpose was. And I had all these people coming to me like, Taryn, please help me, help me figure out my purpose. What am I supposed to do? And I would spend hours with them. Like, what are your skills? What have you always loved to do? What were your favorite jobs you had? What have people told you you're naturally good at? Uh, you know, I would just like talk to them and get them to pull out all this information and I created the course so that everyone can do that on their own with me. So I'm not exchanging hours and hours of my time with every single person and I'm able to help more people. It's, and I just went through it over the week of taking a break from these podcasts too. When I was writing my book, I spent some time refining the course and um, I rebranded my colors and um, worked on the website a little bit. And I, I really just wanted to make sure that it was so super applicable because at the end of my book, I refer people to visit mentoringthemasses.com if they're interested in finding their purpose.
And if this is you, if you're like, I am so sick and tired of being sick and tired and not knowing who I am and not knowing what I'm created for, then I want you to go and look at that course and pray on it. And I tell you to pray because I don't want just anyone doing it. I don't want you just to feel like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to hurry up and do this. I want you to pray and I want you to decide, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And it will help you find your purpose of who is your person that you're broken for? Who are you showing up for? Because our purpose is always in other people. Our purpose is never in ourselves. It's always in why we're doing it. So if your purpose is you were born as an artist, you're very creative, you love to paint, you love to draw, like it's in you. Your purpose isn't just to do that. It's why are you doing that? To create artwork for other people, to create something inspiring for other people. You know, it's always, it's always about the other person. And in the course, that's what we work on a lot is who is your person? What are they struggling with? What do they need to hear? What do, what do you need to tell them? And we work through all of it. It's through five videos and you get an online portal. So you can go through them and see how far you've gone. There's lots of attachments, journal prompts, um, so much that's a part of this. But please, please, if you don't know your purpose and you're out there struggling, do this. Don't just do it for you, but do it for your future generations and your future family or your family now, because you have so much influence in your circle that you don't even realize you have. And I did a couple of podcast recordings, um, some episodes, and they were around your influence and your circle and why God placed you with certain people. Um, the one is called Raise the Tide. And that one is my number one most listened to podcast. And I think it's episode 75 it is. Um, episode 75 is raise the tide and it's all about you getting better and happier and closer to God so that it elevates everyone else around you. So that one is a big one to listen to 75 episode 76 is called influenced or influencer. That is a great one. And episode 77 is who are you listening to? And so all three of those talk about your specific influence and the influences around you telling you who you are and what you should do. And you really need to realize that this isn't just about you. This is about your family. If your husband sees you becoming the best version of yourself that you've always wanted to be running towards your goals, having crazy faith, it is impossible for that not to rub off on him. If your children see you do this, like my, my favorite thing. And I was telling my coach is that my kids now have seen me write a book and I write my to-do list on my whiteboard, on my fridge, in my kitchen of everything I want to accomplish for the day. And my daughter started doing this too. And on one of the squares at the bottom the other day, she wrote when she got home from school, she's been making homemade ice cream. It's like her thing that she's been doing all the time. So she wrote, make ice cream, clean room, write book. And I was like, why did you say write book? And she's like, well, I'm writing a book, me and my friends. I got a group of girls together at school and we're all going to write this book. And I was just sitting there thinking like, this probably never would have happened if she didn't see me write a book because 
the hardest reason, the hardest thing of why I never wrote my book up until now is because I thought it was crazy for someone like me to write a book. If I grew up and my mom had written a book, I would be like, oh, if she did it, I could do it. That's totally fine. I probably would have written my book when I was 20. Now, I would have written it so long ago. So if you become this version of you, if you're miserable at your job, don't let your kids see that. Don't let your husband see that. Don't walk around showing everyone that this is how you're going to live your life. Make those changes so that you are joyful. Because when you start walking in your purpose, there was a girl that I coached um, probably two years ago. I um, coached her to leave the same industry that I was in. Um, she didn't feel like she could do it. And I'm like, you can do it. I promise. It's so much better on this other side. And she left. And then she now has created this amazing brand where she publishes coloring books and she is so creative and like amazingly gifted. Like I can't even believe someone in real life can even do what she does. And now she has this whole brand. She has an Etsy shop. She's selling these coloring books on Amazon. She has this whole business now where she teaches other people how to draw and color and all of this stuff. And I commented on one of her things yesterday. I said, I'm so proud of you for everything you're doing. And she messaged me back on Instagram. And she's like, just to think of who I was a couple of years ago, I was so miserable. I was so scared. I had no idea what I was going to do. I felt so burnt out, so depressed to the person I am now, it's incredible. And that's really what happens. We're not doing all of this just to find our purpose and only to find that. It's because when you find your purpose, you experience abundance that Jesus came for you to have. He came for you to have a life and to have it abundantly. That's why Jesus came down to earth as a human and died on the cross for our sins. It wasn't so that you could just go to heaven. It's so that you could have a life of abundance is what the scripture says. The word is abundant in the scripture. And I wrote a whole chapter on it in my book. It's so you can have it abundantly. So when you find your purpose, what happens with that is that you also start experiencing joy. You also start experiencing abundance in your life. You have freedom and you have fulfillment. So you're not in the valley. So you're not exhausted. You're not worn down. You're not triggered. You're not irritated. You're not depressed. You're not addicted. You're living on the other side. And that's what it's like to live on the peak versus in the valley of the mountains that finding your purpose unlocks all of this. Now imagine being raised by someone and some of us have kids and some of us don't. And so uh, if you don't have kids, I, this is what I tell people all the time who don't have kids. If you don't have kids, think about your future children. And if you do have kids, you know, you can think about your own children. If you were raised by a mom who knew her worth, who knew her identity, was confident in it, knew what she was created for, knew her purpose lived a life of freedom and fulfillment and had so much joy and she was in her purpose and had all this abundance around her and that's how you were raised. What do you think that would be like? 
We talk a lot about generational sins and curses that go down the line. Your mom was a drug addict and then you started abusing drugs or your dad was an alcoholic and now you are an alcoholic or we see that come through all the time. So it goes the exact same when it's generational blessings. So you have a generation who's obedient to God and follows him and denies their flesh and doesn't follow the world and learns their identity and is walking towards their inheritance. And you can't not raise a child up the right way and the way they should go if you are this person. So everything starts with you. If you want to be a good parent, it starts with you. If you want a good marriage, it starts with you. If you want purpose and fulfillment, it starts with you. If you want to get over your addiction or this bondage that you're in over something, because all of us are, all all of us are, every single one of us are. If you want to live a life of freedom where you don't feel like you're chained to this, then this is where it starts. It starts with you getting as close as you can to God as possible. And episode 40 is one of my favorite ones because it's time with God. And if you don't know what time with God means, because a lot of us are first-generation believers, like we didn't have parents telling us how to pray and how to talk to God and how to meditate and how to listen and how to journal. Like we didn't have that. So a lot of us are like, I don't even know what that means. So listen to that episode, time with God, so that you can learn what it means to have time with God and to spend that time with God. Um, okay, Caitlin said. One thing I've been struggling with. Oh, wait, Monique said, sorry, I missed this one. Monique said, I have been inspired to interview people in the direct sales, especially the women. I am all about empowering women. That is great. Um, Caitlin said, one thing I have been struggling with recently is feeling a little anxious and overwhelmed because I don't know the plan. I am excited about the things that are happening and how things are working but there is still the fear of the unknown. It is not our job to know the plan that God has for us. It is our job to pick up our cross and follow him daily. Luke 9, 23 through 26. And that is true. There's a the thing, and I've said this before, I have next to me, says we must stop plotting, planning, and scheming and let God solve the problem in his own way and let him lead us in our own in his own way. And I think because we have so much freedom, um, because of the time that we live in and where we live, we have the freedom to do whatever we want. We also have all the technology and advancements to society that they didn't have before. So we're able to accomplish a lot more, a lot quicker than they used to. And so we're just, we're, we're told that we're in control. Like you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. The world is your oyster, you know, like you, whatever you want. So we're constantly feeling like we're in control. Like, okay, all right, what do I want? I have to know what to, what I want in order to go towards it. I need to say, okay, this is the end result. Now I need to make a map to get myself there. How am I going to do this? What are the steps I'm going to take? So it's a very uncomfortable feeling when you're not in control of what you're doing and you don't know, like when you're blindfolded, if someone were to blindfold you can tell you, okay, we're going to walk to the backyard. You would be walking very nervously, you know, barely stepping, being so scared because you can't see. And that's really how it is, is that 
that's our vision of where we're going, what we're doing. And it's really not up to us. It's really none of our business because we're told to be here and to serve. We're not told this is what we're going to do so that we can have all this stuff. No, we're doing this to serve. And so it feels so uncomfortable and it feels so terrible for us because we're not in control and we can't see. And those are two things that we absolutely need to have all the time to feel secure. And it's a scary thing for us to just trust in God, especially this, this thing that you can't see. And you have to have faith in order to believe, which is believing without seeing. So you still have that little piece in the back of your mind for a long time. That's like, is this real? Is this really going to work? Is God's word true? Is it how he says it is? And you kind of wrestle with this in your heart and it's normal to do that. But eventually after following and trust falling into Jesus, you do learn. Yes. If he said it, I believe it. There's a song um, by Maverick City Music called Man of Your Word. And I love it because in the chorus says, if he said it, I believe it. And it's so spot on that you eventually get that faith where you're like, I, or you build that faith where you're like, I do, I believe this. Like, if you said it, I believe it. And I will follow you. I will do what I'm supposed to. Um, okay. Caitlin said, I'm reading numbers right now. And I keep thinking about how they are stuck in the wilderness and thinking if they would just trust and follow, they would be in the promised land. But then I think how many times do I get in my own way because I'm doing the exact same thing that they were a hundred percent, a hundred percent, all the people in the Bible. I love reading the stories because you're like, this is totally me. Like I was reading, um, about Ruth and she is, you know, she's a foreigner and she went to a different land and she's a widow and she's with her mother-in-law, who's also a widow. And they go back to Bethlehem, 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 and they go back and, um, they they have no money. They have nowhere to live. They have nothing. So she starts gleaning in this field, which means she's like following behind all the people who are harvesting the grain and she's grabbing anything that falls on the ground. And one, I was thinking, this is literally all she's eating. <laughs> like for me, you know, like how we think of food. I mean, these people are like eating nothing. They're eating like some pieces of grain off the ground, like really crazy. But then she is, uh, she finds this man, Boaz, who is her person that she's like falling in love with. And she is thinking that he was so obedient to God. And when a lot of people left Bethlehem because a famine was coming and they didn't trust in God, they left to go somewhere that was supposed to be more prosperous. And Boaz was like, no, I'm going to stay here and my Lord will take care of me. And he stayed there and he was obedient. But the one woman who was a widow, Naomi, she married, she could have married Boaz, but instead she married this man named Elimelech and she wanted him. And Boaz even asked her dad, said, I want to marry Naomi. And she was like, dad, please don't say yes. I really want to marry Elimelech because he's so hot. He was like tall and handsome. And she said like, he's so attractive. Like, please don't make me marry Boaz. Like I want to marry this attractive man. So her dad was like, okay, fine. You can. And what ended up happening with their family 
is that Elimelech ended up not serving God obediently. And he ended up wanting the fortunes of the world and chased fame and money. And so he left Bethlehem and made Naomi leave with their two sons, made them leave the promised area of all the people and their religion and their faith and went somewhere else where they worshiped false idols and Baal and, and, and he just ran after money and success. And that's what he was focused on. And so he ended up raising these boys that weren't of God, that they, they worshiped Baal, they worshiped idols, they wanted fame, they wanted success. And her entire family lineage was destroyed. And she's like, if only I would have stayed in Bethlehem, married Boaz and raised my children up in the Lord and stayed true to God, I would, I wouldn't be a widow. And she truly believed that the reason why her husband and her two sons died is because they were not obedient to God. And I was reading that thinking, this is the exact same thing that happens now. People are like, yeah, I'm not interested in God. I want to go be a millionaire. I want to go have this car. I want to have this success. I want to have the life my way. And then you aren't close to God. And then you don't raise your kids up in that. And then that's your lineage. And that's what ends up happening. That is what has happened in so many of our families. And if you think about your parents or whoever raised you, thinking about how they raised you and what they struggled with and the beliefs they had and the pain that they experienced. And, and maybe that's not the case. Maybe they were obedient and you're like, that wasn't the case at all. And then you can see the fruits of that too. So I really just want everyone to realize that when you are trying to do something, it's hard. You don't feel equipped. You feel like an imposter. You're confused. You don't know which way to go. We all feel the exact same way. Every single one of us, even the ones making it and achieving success. You need to believe. Um, Jamie Kern Lima has a book called Believe It. Jamie Kern Lima, Believe It, amazing book about her story to success and all the times that she failed. It's very, very good. And you see her faith and seeing other people's faith through times that are tough makes more faith for you. Cause you're like, if she kept getting up and doing it, I'm going to do that too. And you need to just have faith and you need to stay connected to the vine at all times. So you know where you're supposed to go and focus on being obedient in that day. And doing what God wants you to do that day. He wants you to be present. He wants you to try to be in a good mood, to be joyful, try to do things that are going to put you in a good mood. And he wants you to take good care of the things that he has already given you. So if you're just so focused on the future and you're neglecting today, that is not where God wants you to be. It doesn't matter if your future is you know, changing the world. He wants you to be present and to be focusing on what you're supposed to do today. So whatever God has already given you, he wants you to take good care of it. And he wants you to be present in the moment. So if you've kind of drifted away from spending time with God, this is your reminder to come back to him. Get back in that. If you need help with time with God, listen to episode 40 so you can learn that. But you absolutely are where you're supposed to be. Don't overthink this. Don't overcomplicate it. 
take a deep breath, realize that you can do these things. And I promise you that when you start doing the things that God has told you to do, and you start being obedient to those, like leaving a job, starting a job, taking the next step of the big, scary thing that you know that you need to do. It is the best feeling in the whole world. Literally the best feeling. There is no better feeling than accomplishing what God wants you to do. Even when it feels scary and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm leaving my job. This is terrifying. I promise you it is the best feeling ever when you know that you're being obedient to God. So thank you for being here. Thank you for getting on. Thank you for believing in me, for showing up and encouraging me. Honestly, like this, none of the things that I do would be able to be done without you guys, because I would just be all alone (laughs) feeling like I'm not enough feeling like, am I crazy? Is this going to work? So I love you guys. So thank you for being in my tribe. If you don't have a tribe, pray that God brings you one and get into one because you need one. So love you all. Have a good day. Thanks for being here. Bye. Thank you for waking up with me today and setting your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And I pray that God leads you and guides you to your promised land and your fear and your worry and your doubt all wash away. If you are stuck in the valley and you are feeling hopeless and helpless, please download my five steps to hope valley guide that will tell you step by step by step how to get out of the valley and to stay out of the valley. You can find that on the link on my Instagram as well as tons of other free tools, prayers, printouts for your identity and to get my favorite list of books, devotions um, for adults and for kids. Also learn my favorite accountability software that I use for my kids and check out my favorite must watch sermons if you're in the valley. Thank you. God bless.